Sarah's hanging out with us in studio. We're wrapping up our October vibe. By the way, we can have a drink on Sunday, myself and Ben. It has been the longest month ever. And we thought we'd uh, wrap things up with a chat with uh, someone who's had uh, an addiction to alcohol and uh, is obviously a recovering alcoholic. Just to give you uh, that side of life, because I don't think we talk about it enough, and we don't know enough people that actually have legit problems with alcohol. So welcome to Sarah on the House of Poppy. Hello. Hi, Poppy. It's super conversational. We're going to chat um, just about your experience and maybe you can even help some people who might be in the same situation that you were in. Speaking of situations, what situation led you to discovering that you were in fact an alcoholic? I think what led me to it is that I, when you drink a lot um, and as you get older, you drink more progressively. I think that's one of the key symptoms of the disease of uh, alcoholism is it becomes progressive as Mm -hmm. you get older. So whereas my drinking used to be fun, it started to not be fun anymore. And I started to get myself into situations that weren't funny. Um, It's also a case of my life was quite stagnant. It wasn't productive anymore Mm -hmm. um, from all all aspects from a from a business perspective, from a relationship perspective, from a just general all-round perspective, I've become pretty unproductive and, um, you know, alcohol plays havoc with your emotions. So it's a lot of sort of anxiety, it's a lot of depression, it's a lot of um, not having a lot of rash, rational thinking. Um, it's very difficult to think clearly. Um, so I'm one of those people that was affected from an emotional perspective more than, thankfully, you know, getting into a car accident or killing someone. Thank God, you know, um, I got myself I sort of nipped it in the bud early. Yeah. Interesting that you say that, that you were going through something in your life because a lot of people refer to it as a disease. Um, And do you see it like that? I can't comment about it being a disease, but from what I understand from what you're telling us is that you had literally gotten to a point in your life where you kind of experienced something that was difficult, um, that your life was stagnant and then you were relying on alcohol. So how then does the disease part come into that? If you can perhaps help us understand that part. Sure, no problem. Well, just one of the sort of key things in AA is that um, alcoholism is a disease. Obviously, no one wakes up one day and wants to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's just how it happens. Mm. And they also say alcoholism is hereditary. So it also comes from that. So a lot of people have it in their families. I can, can tell you pretty much everyone has an uncle or brother or a cousin or someone that's sure. um, and you know they also refer to it as an allergy people literally have physical allergic reactions to alcohol mm. uh, you know whether it's um, rashes all over their face or in my case um, just extreme nausea the next day and just not you know hangover of notes like not being able to function mm-hmm. at all and just being extremely physically sick so the one thing um, one of the amazing benefits of being a recovering alcoholic and not having drunk for almost two years is um, no hangovers. Life couldn't be better. It's the best part of this October thing. Otherwise, I'm just like crazy, crazy. I often refer to myself as an alcoholic and I don't actually think I am. But now in hindsight with this whole October vibe, myself and Ben haven't had a drink in 29 days today. Very impressive. Um, Yeah, it is, but I'm craving it. And that's what's so scary is that like I'm literally physically feeling like I need a drink. Like So I'll go out and the other night I was out at dinner and I don't even drink beer. I think I've had one beer in my life. And I was just like, 
give me your non-alcoholic beer because then it's going to make me feel like I'm drinking alcohol. And I had a non-alcoholic beer, but I was questioning myself after that. I was like, how bad is your drinking that you think that a non-alcoholic beer is going to give you some kind of comfort? And I think for a lot of people, that's what alcohol brings. Like Friday comes and you know that you're going to get your drink, your glass of wine, whatever it is that you do over the weekend, but it's going to involve alcohol. And a lot of us depend on that. And I used to joke about the fact that... um, before I worked Monday to Friday and this early in the day, I never looked forward to Friday. Now I look forward to Friday to have a drink. And I think a lot of us don't realize those small like habits that we form in our minds when it comes to alcohol. And you end up in like mine and Ben's position where we're like literally having physical reactions to not having alcohol in 29 days. How do your friends react to you when you're in their space and you're interacting with them socially because that's a, a big problem as well is that people pressure you into drinking and into being as festive as they are when you obviously have this um, thing with you, this um, recovering alcoholic situation. Well, ironically, all my friends are incredibly supportive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether I've just got a mature group of friends or they're just Lucky really switched you. on or have their heads <laughs> on properly. Um, but they're all incredibly supportive and all aware of alcoholism. And um, no one pressures me to drink. The irony sure. is actually that you go out and you think, oh, you know, everyone's going to have 10 bottles of wine and they're going to force me to drink tequilas. And actually, I think people aren't interested in other people. They're interested in themselves. So half the time, they don't even notice that you're not drinking. So it's not really an issue for me. Either I say I don't drink or, uh, you know, I'm on a special regime, whoever the person is. Mm, if you don't um, have time to explain. Yeah, if I don't really, if I can't be asked to explain. But um, yeah, actually, my friends are incredibly supportive and never had a problem with someone trying to force me to drink anything lucky you (laughs) i suddenly feel bad about listing that drink on sunday now (laughs) but i I need to have a glass of wine just to take this edge off the house of poppy we're chatting to sarah our guest in studio today as we wrap up october to the power of five myself and ben 29 days no alcohol we've had a couple of friends along the way joining us some people have fallen off uh, the wagon and it's okay uh, for October purposes but someone who hasn't fallen off the wagon for the last two years is Sarah and she's chatting to us about her experience uh, as an alcoholic and a recovering alcoholic at that key symptoms of alcoholism can you educate us on that a bit please sir sure well I'm not an expert and I'm not a doctor so I don't want to claim to be but um, a lot of the things that they say to look out for is if you if you have blackouts mm-hmm. so one of the things is blackouts are actually being conscious but not remembering what you did for three hours of the night for example um, doing things you wouldn't ordinarily do when you were sober um, which can be a lot of normal people normal people can do this as well but it's stuff like you know putting other people in danger putting yourself in danger or um, having had a sort of accident that results in you going to hospital that's a key thing um, but if you ever wanted to know if you were an alcoholic um, your gut would tell you I think really your gut would tell you oh I think I might have a problem and I would recommend going onto the AA website they've got 12 questions that you can do and I think they say if you get four or more then potentially what? you do have a problem four well four out of 12 but if you've got four or more then potentially you could have a problem but I mean no one can tell you whether you've got a problem. The only person that can tell you if you've got an issue is yourself. What is the website? 
Um, I don't know. If you just Google AA South Africa, it should be the first thing that comes up. And obviously not the Automobile Association. It's the Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> one. And it also gives you a list of all the meetings that are around Johannesburg or Cape Town or PE or wherever you are. So, I mean, there are meetings everywhere and Speaking every day. Speaking of AA and the meetings, is it legit what we see in the movies? Do you say, hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a recovering alcoholic? Like, yes. how does it work? And is it legit the sharing of your different stories yes. and how bad it's gotten in the your The whole lives. principle of AA or some of the meetings is uh, to share your experience, strength and hope mm-hmm. with other alcoholics so people can relate to you. Um, and it is funny. It is like saying mm-hmm. an alcoholic and um, you also hold hands and sing Kumbaya. No, I'm joking. You don't. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's very, you know, it can be very serious, but can be very lighthearted. And the incredible thing about AA is it's extremely supportive. You go through the 12 steps, which are spiritual principles I mean you find them in a lot of different you know spiritual uh, and religious I don't even know what to call them principles and mm. steps I mean they're all very funda- fundamentally the same um, and then there's also an amazing thing for people friends and families of alcoholics called Al-Anon so if there's someone in your family um, that you think might have a problem but they don't want to acknowledge it you can go to Al-Anon and it's an incredibly supportive really wonderful group where people you can relate to people that are going through the same thing as you which I think is fantastic you've got a friend who tried out October in Australia and originally it's from there as far as I understand it when I was doing a bit of research before we started October and they obviously have like an entire month dedicated to educating people about you know just I guess drug related alcohol related issues but in particular people that are addicts um, and educating the people around them your friend now doesn't drink at all yeah, so um, she gave it a bit of a test run just to do October and then realized what an incredible transformation her life had made. Um, it just got a million times better and she started running and she, yeah, she just got healthier. Mm. She started having more energy to do things that she hadn't gotten around to do. So, um, yeah, she still doesn't drink to this day and I think it's almost a year. So, yeah, there are lots of people out there and it's great to know that there are young people out there as well. So it's not just old hobos on benches with brown paper packets it's young educated sophisticated people you know that are doctors lawyers entrepreneurs whatever but i mean it's it's you know alcoholism affects everyone whether you're black white purple green indian colored old young it affects everyone Ben was actually saying like a week in, he was like, oh my gosh, this whole not drinking thing has given me a new lease on life. I want to go running now. And I was like, Brad, relax. Like we tried to get you running two months ago and you said no, but you've just touched on what he um, was experiencing. And it does make you feel healthier um, and more in control, I think, of your life. Because when you drink, you do lose a bit of control from the alcohol, obviously. So I think, Ben, I'm sorry I shut you down. Let me apologize to you now. You can go on your runs and feel healthy and do your thing with me it's had the the complete opposite effect and i really went into it positively and i was like yay i'm gonna do this month no alcohol and like as the days have gone on i've just become like even more and more depressed on some like why did i start this why am i doing this to myself and it just like highlighted my dependency on like just a simple thing like a glass of wine it really just makes a difference to my world um but it's it's weird that we've had different experiences as well and like you say everyone 
everyone will have a different experience because alcohol affects them differently. Mondays to Fridays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 5FM. So check out aa if you want to check out those uh, 12 questions that uh, either tell you if you're an alcoholic or not. We're here to, to help you and we've got Sarah who's a recovering alcoholic in studio with us chatting about her experience. Uh, what was rock bottom for you? Where, where was the point where you were just like, actually 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 what the half is going on in my life um well thankfully i had a sort of emotional rock bottom as opposed to a as i said mentioned before a physical or um, mental rock bottom um it just came where you know drinking had become sort of a vicious cycle where three times out of four my drinking was completely acceptable but one time out of four I would go completely overboard and wouldn't know where the off button was and um, just behave in a way I wouldn't ordinarily behave and it just came to a head when you know someone said to me insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results Mm -hmm. and that was sort of hit the nail on the head and I just sort of thought oh I don't want to go through this I don't want to have another hangover like this I don't want to you know be in a sort of vicious circle so I just made a decision to give up drinking and it was in December which which you think is the worst time to give up drinking but the irony is it's always the worst time to give up drinking because there's always a wedding there's always a hen party there's always a you know a a launch or a celebration or something Mm -hmm. so there's never a good time to give up drinking (laughs) so you might as well just nip it in the bud and you know do it if you think it's the right time and do it today um what are some of the things that um sort of not set you off but that you have to be aware of yourself when you're around alcohol so for me it's like the smell um, and our experiences are completely different. I'm not comparing myself to you, but like I need to either avoid like being out with my friends or like, do you know what I mean? So mm. it's certain things that you have to be conscious of that don't take you back to that place. What are those for you? Well, yeah, so I suppose they're triggers and the way that I manage that is by going to AA meetings one to two times a week. Um, I've got a sponsee, I sponsor someone. Um, so it's just constantly reminding yourself of the 12 steps and the, the principles and, that, you know, going to meetings and getting that support and just hearing people's stories of, you know, when you do fall off the wagon, just these really scary stories that just absolutely terrify the living daylights out of me and I never, ever want to be in that situation. However, I don't um, not go out because I don't think that's you know alcohol is everywhere and you're always going to be around it so um i just almost look at it as you know you've got an allergy to something like some people can't eat shellfish so right Mm. i just can't drink alcohol so you know if you some people if they're allergic to prawns if they eat them they could die i say the same thing for alcohol if i carry on drinking i could be on a very slippery slope to death so to me um yeah those are kind of the the mind tricks that you apply yeah, in your head. Yeah, to myself head. and everyone is different. So I just want to emphasize that everyone has their own different technique or whatever. Of dealing. Yeah. Where do you hope for us to be as South Africans when it comes to dealing with people that are alcoholics and that are recovering and have this disease? What do you wish could happen or how do you see it working out for you? I just I think I feel extremely sympathetic to people that are families and friends of alcoholics that don't know how to deal with it and they think there's a sort of stigma stigma to being an alcoholic and the irony is it's the complete opposite because you're the one that's actually in recovery and um, 
you know trying to live the best life that you can Mm. so to me it's almost um something i'm proud of actually to be able to do that um but what would i like for south africans i think just for people to be aware that there is help really i mean aa is literally you know in every suburb there are meetings every single day and there are people there to help struggle people that are struggling with addiction you know there are people there to help you that have been through the exact same thing as you or worse and um you know they just share their experience strength and hope as i said and hopefully that can be a support system you know to get you through and the whole principle is also to take it day by day because if you think about it for a lifetime it can seem extraordinarily overwhelming Mm -hmm. but if you take it (laughs) one day at a time it's it's manageable Fantastic. Sarah, you've been an absolute champion and you've helped us. AASouthafrica.org.za. Sarah came to hang out with us and share her experience about being a recovering alcoholic. All the best. Thank you. Two years sober. Some of us are only on 29 days. Kudos to you. Thank you so much, Poppy. The Flower of the House of Poppy. Pop 5 FM.